This is my tribe. 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 tribe. What's up? Welcome to the Tribe Night Messages podcast. Tribe Night is for students who are curious about faith and eager to discover how a relationship with Jesus could change their lives, their schools, and the heartland. For more information, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at cstone.students or text tribe to 94000. Hope you enjoy the message. What? How are you guys doing? Woo! I'm going to interact with you a little bit. I feel like if you're so far away because no one sat on the front row over here. It's like I didn't take a bath today. I took two baths today and y'all are still sitting so far away. Thank you. Look, because you moved to the front row, I'm going to give you a $10 gift card to Krispy Kreme. So, like I said this morning, if you were in church, we have over 250 gift cards that I'm trying to give away tonight. And some of you are sitting here, you're worshiping like Jesus didn't rise from the grave. You're like, man, we're singing these songs. My mom put me in the minivan today. She made me come to church. And now I'm here, and I don't want to be here. I could be playing Fortnite. I'm not going to floss because I don't know how to do that. Um, I tried one time, and people made fun of me. And, um, yeah, we're still working through that. Um, so here's the challenge I'm going to give you. I don't like standing on the stage. So I hope this doesn't throw off the lighting. Sorry, Mason. When we did the lights, I was standing on the stage. Because um, I feel like I'm so far away from you. And what I have to share with you tonight is extremely important. Um, if you hadn't, if I hadn't got a chance to meet you, my name's Tivo. If you've told me your name, I probably won't remember it because I've met about 3,000 people, it seems like, since I moved here from a small state called Alabama. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. <laughs> um, here in Illinois, what I've learned is that you don't really celebrate college football probably because your colleges aren't really good at football. But um, in Alabama, we all say Roll Tide, so you can say Roll Tide. That'll make me love you even more. Don't you all say it at once? No one? Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll tide. Like and see, like, this front row over here was completely empty, and now they're sitting up here because they thought I was going to give them a $10 Krispy Kreme gift card. You were over here, then you moved over there. Okay, awesome. Um, so my name is Tivo. I am from the great state of Alabama. I moved to Illinois probably, yes, yes, give it up for Alabama. Um, have anyone ever been to Alabama? Maybe you drove through it on your way to Florida, because that's what most people do, who stops in Alabama. Um, there's a good song about Alabama called Sweet Home Alabama. And in Alabama we go, roll, tide, roll. So we'll teach that to you. We're all going to be Alabama Crimson Tide football fans before they are the Soul Keys. Is that what y'all call SIU? See, I said I wasn't going to say it because I was going to say it wrong. And now that's a moment that we will have together. If someone wasn't here, we won't let them in on that secret. So this is what I came to tell you. I moved me and my family. I have a little boy who's probably cuter than any of you were at his age. I just believe it. He is one and a half or 17 months. Um, I don't really know why we count babies' ages in months because we don't say 
Hi, I'm Tebow, and I'm 457 months old. Um, because it would make me sound really old. But he's one and a half. Um, I have a beautiful wife. She's here, there, back there. Y'all turn around and say, hey! Hey! We're going to do it again because Layton was too cool to turn around and say, hey! So one, two, three. Hey! So, as Luke said earlier, we are a tribe. We are a family. What that means is that if I see you not participating, I'm probably going to call you out, especially if I know your name. Um, so the moral of the story is, when we go back into worship later, y'all need to be going after it. Because I've seen some of you at your high school football games, in your student sections, with your chest painted and no shirts on, screaming at the top of your lungs for a bunch of kids running around on the field, kicking footballs and things. I don't know what you're doing for all day. Um, I never played football. I was too small. My mom was afraid I was going to hurt. So instead, I ran track and field. Um, there's also, a, I got a clock here. I was going to say, I can talk all day. It's going to be great. So this is one thing I did want to do. So I told you a little bit about me. I'm from Alabama. I have a son. I have a daughter. We're currently living in West Frankfurt next to that high school that I don't really know the name of because I thought it was West Frankfurt High School, but that's not what the letters on the board say. But people in West Frankfurt go to that high school. Anyone go to that high school that I'm talking about? What is the name of your high school? Frankfurt Community High School. So when I moved here, I thought it was called Franklin County High School. Then someone told me that's incorrect. Um, Franklin Community High School. Frankfurt Community. See, she's yelling at me already. Um, so this is what I need. I have, well, I gave one of the gift cards away to this guy. What's your name? Keith. I like that. Yeah, real excited. I need to know who is the youngest person in this room. So 6th through 12th grade, the youngest person. Sorry if some of our elementary friends snuck in. How old are you? You don't remember how old you are. You're 11. Anyone younger than the age of 11? What grade are you? Man, at 11, I was not in the 6th grade. I don't think. I don't know what grade, but how old are you? 11. When's your birthday? April 9th. November 20th. Are you 11 too? Yeah. When's your birthday? May 28th. What was yours? April. April when? If your birthday is before April and you're 11, raise your hand. Oh, back here. When's your birthday? Wait. Wait, what? You say August? I can't hear. I'm going deaf. Yes. August. Back here. March. Very bad. February! You win, I'm sorry, I yelled and I scared you. You win a $10 Krispy Kreme gift card for being the youngest kid in the room. Whoa, cost. You're a young sixth grader. I skipped right over you. You just turned 11. I am, I have tough weight. I don't think he counts. Are you in the sixth He's not in the sixth grade back there. Come on up, friend. Right here, what's your name? Sarah, with an H without an H. With an H. Classic Sarah. Let's get up for Sarah. You know, Sarah just did something that I would guarantee you 95% of you wouldn't do. She said thank you. I held the door for some of you walking into church and you didn't even acknowledge my existence. So I don't think you would have said thank you. So, this is why we're here. We're here to worship God, we're here to learn more about God, and we're here to build community with our neighbors. 
Look at your neighbor and say, you belong here. All right, I need you to look at your other neighbor that you didn't want to talk to and tell them they belong here also. So, let me ask you this. How many of you have heard of a little thing called Instagram? Anyone heard of Instagram? So on Instagram, there's these people that have like 9 million followers, and they call themselves influencers. Um, anyone here an influencer? You are? You have 9 million followers. So there's something very interesting about these influencers on Instagram. Does anyone know what influencers on Instagram post? Everything. That is correct. So if I were an influencer, which I'm not, I would take my phone and I'd be like, oh, this is my outfit of the day. I bought this shirt on the clearance rack from American Eagle. Click the link in my bio and buy it. Or I would go to Crown Brew, not knocking Crown Brew, some of the best coffee I've ever had in my life. And I would post a picture of my coffee every single time I went there. And what do you think these guys called influencers are trying to influence you to do? Drink coffee, buy something, and like their photos. So, I think that God is calling us to be influencers here at Cornerstone. I think every single one of you have the power to change someone's life. That sounds like a big, big responsibility. And so I'm not saying that we need to influence people to buy Crown Group coffee, even though it's amazing. I'm not saying we need to influence people to go buy shirts from American Eagle, even though this one is really comfortable. I'm saying that we should influence people to live in the way that God wants them to live. To live in a way where we aren't bullying people at school. We're not sending things on Snapchat that we're not supposed to be sending on Snapchat. You know what I mean? Oh, you're going to pretend like you don't know what I mean. We are people of integrity, which means we're the same person at school as we are at home, as we are on the sports field, as we are when we're going to sleep. And so, one of my favorite superheroes, can anyone guess who it is? Well, someone over here said it. Black Panther. Black Panther. Anyways, you're paying me, that's what you're doing. Um, Spider-Man. Did you say Spider-Man? So I don't have any more gift cards, but I'm going to give you this. This is for a free snack at the snack bar. And I say it like that because our snack bar is fancy. Um, so Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. And the guy that is Spider-Man, Peter Parker, once said, with great power comes great responsibility. Now that I said that, I don't know if he said it or someone said it to him. His uncle said it to him. But you get the purpose. So God has given us this great power of influencing the people that we go to school with. So it would be a little weird if I showed up at Frankfurt Community High School in the lunchroom as, I'm not going to tell you how old I am, um, an old person, and came into the lunchroom and sat down at the lunchroom table and started talking to all your friends. You think that would be a little weird? <coughs> the answer should be yes. Um, I don't have any friends. Hey, calm down. Um, so, what God has positioned you to do is to be able to talk to your friends in a way that I will never be able to talk to your friends.
So you have the power to influence your friends way more than I ever could. And so, this first series that we're going to do for the next three weeks is called Declarations. And the reason we're doing this series is because I want us to declare the goodness and the promises that are found in Scripture that God has for us. Nothing is going to rescue places and people like Jesus. Every single one of you walk past friends at school that are in a dark place. Whether they're being bullied, whether they are not having a good home life, you're walking past them every single day. And you have the power to speak into their lives to help them become better people, to help them do better in life. Satan has plans for their lives, but Jesus is greater than any plan that Satan has. How many of you guys know that that is true? Awesome. So, there's this story about an anthropologist that went to Africa. So he went to Africa to study these African people to see how they related with each other. And so, one day he was studying the kids of Africa, and he said, I'm going to see how they respond to me putting a big pile of candy in the middle of this field. So he goes and he buys all this candy, and he puts this candy in the middle of the field, and then he goes to these kids, and he puts them at the starting line, and he goes... On the count of three, I'm going to say go. Whoever makes it across the line in the middle of the field gets all of the candy to themselves. So he goes, one, two, three, go. Guess what happened? They ran. But they linked arms and they ran together. And not one person crossed the finish line before the other person. So they all crossed the finish line at the same time. And when they got to the middle, they all shared the candy at the same time. So this guy was really, really confused. So he asked them, why didn't any of you run to the candy and eat it all by yourselves? And they looked at him and they said, because we're family. And family looks out for each other. So we run our race together because we're going to win this together and we're going to celebrate in the prize together. And so what I want to tell you is that I am because we are. That sounds kind of confusing. I am because we are. You are because we are. We are because we all are. But I am because we are. And what I mean by that is you are who you are and I am who I am because of what happens inside of this room. So when we're worshiping God, when we're praying for each other, when we're seeing each other hurt and we're going out of our way to make sure that we're doing okay and that we're lifting each other up, we're creating a tribe and we're becoming a family. If you fall, I fall. If you cry, I cry. If you hurt, I hurt. If you win, I win. That's how most great football teams, like the University of Alabama, win 14 national, national championships. Well, we're not talking about last year, okay? They lost this last year, just like they lost that game. They weren't focused, but we're focused here tonight. So Romans 12.5 tells us this. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of, members one of another. So you see, in the body of Christ, you cannot be a believer by yourself. You have to do it in a family. You have to do it in a tribe. You are not separate from the rest of the world. Instead, as the body of Christ, what you do 
affects the entire world. So for example, I'm a pastor. If I go to the Marion High School football game and Marion starts losing, which I hear never happens, I don't know if that's true or not. Um, facts. <laughs> if Marion starts losing and I get mad and I start saying inappropriate words, cussing really loud, how do you think that will make Pastor Michael and the people of Cornerstone feel about me? Bad. Bad. I might lose my job. What do you think? I might get fired. They'll call me in the office and be like, look, dude, you're great and all, but you can't be cussing out other parents at football games. So I think we all have been there. So like I said, when you hurt, I hurt. How many of you guys have ever been sneaking out of your room, going down to the kitchen in the middle of the night to get a snack, and you accidentally miscalculate in the dark how far away the counter is, and you stub your toe? <laughs> Haven't anyone? More particularly, how many of you have done that to your pinky toe? Now, there's something very interesting. When you stub your pinky toe, it seems to hurt a lot more than when you stub your other toe. You've broken your pinky toe, and I... Yeah. So, I know none of you are like me when you stub your toe. There's no bad words that ever come to your mind. And maybe you say Christian cuss words like, Dang, nabbit, I shouldn't have done that. But, the purpose of that is, when you stub your toe, it affects your whole foot, it affects your whole body when your toe's hurting. So when you hurt, I hurt. Say that with me. When you hurt, or I hurt. There we go. We're going to work on that whole call and repeat thing. So you see, when you influence, you get to influence other people, and together we become stronger. You get the prize together, or no one gets the prize at all. So the second thing I want you to know tonight, as we're building out this tribe, and we're fighting for each other, is that you are not in this fight alone. You are not in this fight alone. The greatest lie that the devil will ever tell you is that you are alone in life. There are some of you in this room right now that needs to hear me tell you that you are not doing life by yourself. There are people all around you that will pray with you, talk to you, hang out with you, and do life with you because you are not alone. Together as a tribe, week after week, if we notice that someone's missing, I'm committing and I want you to commit to we're going to text them, we're going to call them, we're going to Snapchat them, we're going to... TikTok of them, I don't know what that means. Um, I have a slight addiction to TikTok. I can watch it for like hours at a time. Now you know more about me than I know about you, and I feel uncomfortable with that fact. But I want you to know this. We will never leave you behind because you are not alone. You are not in this fight alone. You don't have to do this alone. If there's anything that you ever need, you can come to me, you can come to any of the leaders in this room, you can come to any of the people in this room, and we are agreeing to fight for you. Yeah, you can clap there, I like that. The devil will try to use anything he can to keep you from accomplishing your dreams and changing the world. So that means he's going to distract you by your best friend falling in love with the guy that you like and he starts dating her and you're mad at her and you're upset. He's going to use that. 
Or maybe you're the star on the football team and you break your ankle and then you think that all your college hopes are gone. The devil's going to use anything that he can to distract you. But we're here to remind you that you are not alone and you are bigger than that. There's an old saying that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, bring your tribe. That's not what the saying says. I kind of changed the last part because it fits what we're doing. Um, 1 Corinthians 12, 26-27 says, If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. So the only way to achieve your calling and victory in your life is to do it with your tribe. So before we wrap up, i got a quick Bible story I'm going to share with you. So we're going to check out Exodus chapter 17. So in Exodus chapter 17, is the story of Moses leading God's people. And what's happening in this story is this. Moses climbs to the top of this hill with two guys, and the people are about to start a war with each other. And God tells Moses, as long as he keeps his hands up in worship, in the battle, they will win. As soon as his hands come down, they will lose. Based on how you guys worship tonight, so far, all the Israelites would have died because none of your hands were up. <laughs> you were dancing. That counts for something. You would have survived. <laughs> but... Here's the thing. Moses put his hands up, but his arms were getting tired. Does anyone know what happens next in the story? Yes, his friends helped him lift up his arms. So they held his arms up. So we're going to read this in Exodus chapter 17, starting in verse 8. So then they came and fought with Israel. I'm really bad at some of these words. I know you all say Bible words exactly correct, right? Yes. yes. Just skip right on over it. So Moses said to Joshua, Choose for us men and go out and fight with them. Anyone got that one? Amalek. What you got? Yeah. Amalek. That sounds about right. We're calling A. And fight with A. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses told him and fought with A, while Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. When Moses held his hands up, Israel prevailed, and whenever he lowered his hands, A prevailed. But Moses' hands grew weary, so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it, while Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side and the other on the other side. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua overwhelmed A with his people with the sword. So let's recap. When Moses' hands were up, they were winning. When his hands were down, they were losing. If his hands had fallen down, some believe that all of them would have died. This reminds me of one of my favorite songs. Well, back when I was in high school, it went a little bit like, all we do is win, 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 no matter what. Nobody, y'all don't listen to that kind of music. Yeah. Every time my hands go up, no one. And they stay there. Y'all are great. Y'all are great kids. Y'all only listen to Casting Crowns and Mercy Me. So, the whole point of that story is this. If the Bible depended on Moses alone, 
God's people would have lost. So one of the smartest decisions that Moses had was to ask for help, to ask them to help him hold his arms up. And I believe that's one of the smartest decisions that you will ever make as well, is to ask for help when you need it. You see, Moses didn't go alone, and neither should we. The, like I said, the greatest lie the enemy can sell us is that we are in this fight alone. And if we're being honest, there have been enough times in our lives where we have tried to do this without God. You've tried to get the best grades you could without making sure you were doing it for the right reasons. You tried to pursue relationships that you knew God would have you pursue because you wanted what was at the end of that relationship. You see, we've all walked through fear, shame, guilt, anger, bitterness, depression, and sadness alone. But do you know what makes all of those things better? Walking through it with someone else. Someone else that can point you back to what the scriptures say, point you back to what Jesus says, and point you back to what ultimately God wants us to do. You see, our faith was not built to be lived out alone. Whatever you've been doing and walking through alone up into the night, it ends now. So if you're dealing with depression, if you're dealing with feeling bad about the way that you look, if you're dealing with being bullied at school, all of it ends now because we're in this together. This is your tribe and you belong here. If you hurt, I hurt. If you hurt, we hurt. If you're missing, we're going to notice you're missing and we're going to reach out and see what's happening. So when you get a random text message that says, hey, you haven't been at church, don't you ghost me and not respond. I don't know if I used that term in the right way. I did. Thank you. Brownie points there. Yeah. Yeah. So one more thing for you, and then we'll finish with a little worship. So the third thing I want you to remember tonight is that when life picks fights, you need to pick your friends. When life picks fights, you need to pick your friends. So Proverbs 17, 17 tells us, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. So you see, we all need an Aaron and her in our lives. I can tell you now that two of the people in my life that don't even live in Illinois, they didn't live in Alabama, one of them lives in Florida, one of them lives in Texas. If there's anything going on in my life at all, they will get on a plane and come here to help me in my family. They're always a phone call away, they're always a text message away. So I want to ask you, who is your Aaron and who is your her? Who are you calling when you are depressed? Who are you calling when you've had a rough time at school? Who are you calling when your parents are fighting for the third night in a row and you can't get any sleep? When life picks fights, you have to pick your friends. So some of you chose to come here tonight, some of you were dragged here by your mom or your dad or your grandma or your neighbor, or maybe you were just snatched up on the side of the road and put in a man to come to church. But this is the point I want you to know. Although you didn't pick or choose to come here, I'm choosing you. The adults in this room are choosing you. We would love for you to choose us back, but we're not going to force it. But like I said, we're family, so we're going to call you out when you don't come to church. We're going to call you out when we see you doing stupid stuff in Walmart. 
Yeah, I've seen some of you in Walmart. Because when life picks fights, you have to pick your friends. You see, the people in this room will help lift up your hands when you get tired. So no matter what you're going through, I want you to find a leader and tell them about it. I want you to reach out to a friend. If there's someone that's not here that needs to be here, I want you to text them and invite them to come back with you next week. I'm going to end with this verse out of Ecclesiastes chapter 4. It says, For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, and he has another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. You see, the victory that we're seeking comes through unity. When life picks fights, you pick your friends. So we're going to go back to a time of worship. And what I want to encourage you to do during this time of worship is just to draw a circle around yourself. I'm going to invite you guys to come back up. Not yet. But when I do, when you get up here, draw a circle around yourself. Let everything in the room fade away. And you just worship you. You to God. God to you. I don't care what your friends are doing around you. I encourage you to lift your arms. The reason that we lift our arms in worship is because it's a sign of surrender. We're telling God that we cannot do this life on our own without his help. So that's why we raise our hands in worship. And I'm going to challenge every single person in this room, whether you want to or not, to come down front. So you guys, as I pray, when I'm done, make your way down front. So God, I thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives. I thank you for this tribe of mine. I thank you that every single person in this room belongs here. I thank you that you're showing us constantly that you love us by the way that you pour out your blessings upon us. And I pray that as we go back to worship and that ultimately as we go and eat 120 donuts, that you will have us have a great time, build relationships that will last a lifetime. So that when we're having our dark moments in life, we know we can call our friends and they will be there to help us. Because if we hurt, they hurt. When we win, they win. And we pray all of these things in your son's name, Jesus. Amen.